0: Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the ColdFusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome back to the Modernizer Die CFML News Edition Podcast. And today, it's salt and pepper. We got Andrew and myself. Morning, Andrew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gavin. Yeah. So before we came on the show, we were joking around. I said, like, man, Gavin, your hair's so dark and my hair's so gray. Yeah, I should just wear gray shirts while you have the black shirt on. And I didn't think you were going to call me out in public.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't but hey, resist. Glad to be here today. Ugh, yep. Let me give stuff next. Yeah, so August 20th, uh, again, another good week in Cold Fusion. we got lots of good content out here today. I'm surprised there was so much. You guys are keeping us busy, which is a good thing, good thing. So uh, last week, uh, we had another release of uh, the ColdBox framework. Do you see that one, Andrew? Yeah, I do. It uh, ColdBox
1: 5.6.0 was released. And um, so apparently not only just ColdBox, but WireBox, CashBox, and LogBox all as well, um, and apparently there's a bunch of performance uh, updates to it and the quick thing to remember update cold box bam get it installed uh there's been um five bug fixes and two features and six improvements
0: and tell us what they are gavin any idea um no no i'll have to go look them up um but yeah I know they're working on lots of little things um some verb stuff for routing and um some other bits and pieces like that but uh, I see a few people already commenting uh in the box channel that they've been using it um uh, we've already found one little thing that we're gonna do a patch release here pretty soon for so uh, but yeah another good release release last week so again CoBox keeps kicking on ticking away so yeah. uh.
1: and luis has been busy too for it's been a year or so now right um in this next uh item here the cold fusion in learn modern cold fusion in 100 minutes um yep when did he actually start working on that i know it's been a brainchild of his for a while Uh,
0: yeah i think he, he he forked it from somebody um And it was forked, you know, they got the idea off of, uh, you know, a Ruby one, and they had their own version, but it was kind of out of date. And so uh, he forked it and has been working on it probably for about a year. You're probably right. You know, we like to use this in our team, and we give it to our clients and everything. So, uh, yeah, he's released this this modern Fusion CFML in 100 minutes, and it's a great book. Uh, The cool thing about it is it's available online for free. But we do have a digital version you can pay and download and there's also a printable version um if you want to get the paid uh, the printed version you can pay and we'll uh we'll ship your printed copy as well so i know a few people have already bought the book to say thanks you know thanks for everything that Audis does and they said you know even though they can get it online they still wanted to support us and bought the book so we thank you um i think there was actually one of our patreon supporters who's already supporting us but uh i think that was don bellinger um but Anyway, so thank you guys for those of you who have either shared the word or you know spread the spread the love. Uh, we appreciate it. And again, it's available free online, so go check it out. And if you want to get a you know a digital copy or a hardcover copy or a printed copy, should I say? Uh, you can go ahead and do that too. And that's on the Cold blog on Ordersolutions.com.
1: All right. Yeah. And uh, next on the agenda, we have something here from uh, my boss, Sam Knowlton. It is the Soapbox Edition or Soapbox Edition of this podcast. Well, it's not this podcast, but it's the Modernizer or Die podcast Soapbox Edition um, was released. And uh, Sam's on there talking about um, the title is Betting the Business on Modern CFML. And while I have an idea as to what he's uh, talking about since I work with him, Uh, Gavin, you were the one that uh, did the interview. Um, Do you have like a good teaser you want to give the folks uh, if they have not heard about or, or listened to the Soapbox
0: podcast? yeah i mean i think it was really good uh for those who were into the box you would have seen sam on stage he had a few slides um and you know a short little time on there so we decided to give him a little more to talk about his story because uh obviously his company's been working with cold fusion a long time they've got a 17 year old app and a 12 year old app and andrew's actually working with Inleak now and uh doing a lot of work there and so he talked about some of those experiences uh, you know and how basically programming and development wasn't fun you know, and now with modern tools and using Box and, and getting on the, the Box train with using modules like Quick and QB have really helped them, you know, deliver amazing products to their, to their customers, but also made development fun again. And so he talked about how he's slowly migrating these two enterprise apps so people don't have to go whole hog to, to get the most out of it. You know, you can just... Uh, Use the modules and the, the features you, you need to and you know, upgrade as you go. So I think it was a pretty good story. Uh, he's a it's a good guy to talk to and, you know, entertaining as well. So, yeah. So I recommend everyone should definitely check it out. Good deal. And,
1: um, ooh, hang on. The webinar. This one right here, I did not attend. Um, What's this week? C-B-O-R-M. What is coming up? Okay, that's why I don't know about it. I'm like, where did this come in at? It was at the bottom of the page here. My bad. Okay, sorry, guys. Brain fart here. So, coming up this week, there is a webinar on CBORM, and um, it's called Enjoyed Cold Fusion ORM Again. So, I'm going to have to first learn to enjoy a Cold Fusion ORM, then I'll come to this webinar, or what?
0: Yeah, well... I mean, oh, just kidding. CBRM is good because it helps to fill in the gaps and make some of the trickier pieces of ORM a little easier. So it's a great little toolbox for ORM. Um, it does a whole lot of, um, you know, fancy stuff. It injects a bunch of helpers into your objects to make things easier. So CBRM 2.0 was just released. Uh, Luis did a lot of work to try and get everything running because if you didn't know, different versions of Cold Fusion run different engines of Hibernate. And the same thing with, uh, with Lucy, so depending on which <laughs> engine you're on, uh, ORM works very differently uh, under the covers. So we had to do a lot of work to get it up and running. So CBORM 2.0 was released. I think we announced it last week. So this webinar is sort of just a walk through and shows you a little bit about CBORM, but also you know some of the changes and how it works with you know the latest Lucy 5 and uh, CF Adobe 2018. Uh, and so Luis is going to be uh, doing this webinar on Friday, uh, 11 Central Time. Uh, so August twenty third. Uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes where you can go and register. If you want to go to the Order Solutions website, you can go to Events Webinars. You can see our last one on Forgebox, and also you'll see this and how you can register for this one too. So,
1: all right, cool. And, and uh, before Luis pulls the plug on me or anything, I just, just want to make sure that was a little quick jab at me enjoying Cold Fusion ORM to begin with, not the CB ORM module. <sighs> You it's got all good. That. Good deal. It's all good. It's funny. Yeah. I just I've got bit once by uh, Cold Fusion ORM, which is probably the reason that O R M um is written, and um, it's just been hard for me to go back, honestly. But that's a different story. So, Adobe yep. CF Summit is around the corner, right? Like it's
0: getting closer. We've been talking about it for a year now, so it's got to <laughs> be around the corner, right? Yep, exactly. It's just over a month away. Uh, the early bird specials are still there. So I'm not sure if they're ever going to put their prices up, but if you do get them now, the conference pass is only $99. If you go to any of the workshops, um, the pre conference workshops, it's $348 for the conference workshop and that, unless you're doing the c- certificate program. So that's uh, $498 for the Adobe Specialist program, and where you get a certification if you pass it. Uh, and I actually uh, spoke with um, Alicia a little bit this last week. And she said that um, people should know that the specialist program, you basically have about 20 hours of video content you'll have to sort of consume during September before you get to the classroom session on September 30th. The in-person workshop will be a review of the materials and include an exam at the end. Uh, Space is limited on that class as well as the other pre-conference workshops. So if you guys want to get on those, uh, jump on them pretty soon here um, because they are, you know, they are limited. Um, and those prices, right, they say, who knows when they're going to go up. Quite a bit of work to do. Yeah, you don't want to wait too long if you have got 20 hours to get through. So, and uh, you might actually see me if you're going to the OB Specialist Program because I might be a TA. So uh, there, some of the some of the Looking speakers uh invited to TA. So uh, I said sounds good. So I might be out there. But uh, again, CF Summit uh, pre conference is on September 30th, and then the conferences. October first and second. Uh in the previous weeks we talked about all the speakers. There's a lot of great speakers there. Uh all the sessions are online, the timeline, uh the schedules there, so you can go figure out which sessions you want to go to, which ones you won't be able to make it to. Um so go check that on the website, cf summit.com slash speakers. But um right. yep, and then we already mentioned the specialist program, but there's also some other uh, pre-conference workshops as well. Do you want to tell us about them, Andrew? I think I may have froze. The three of them that uh, we have uh, announced, uh, one is Hands-On Security Workshop with Pete Freitag. You've been to that one before? I have, um, but I don't
1: know if you can hear me. I think it has some yep. internet trouble. Yeah, continue. so the, the one on internet security, uh, so you heard all my goofiness, sorry. Uh, the one on internet security, yes, um, I did attend part of it. Um, I actually was not invited. I just sat down for a minute before I realized, hmm, I don't belong here because I just showed up the day early, um, but I did catch part of it. And um, I have um, heard uh, this same one um, from Pete somewhere else um, at the old CF objective, so very good session um man it'll it'll scare the pants off <laughs> of you uh, but it does it's good you know it's, it's not in a bad way it's it's we've all um have probably coded with things with vulnerabilities and it just kind of he shows you some of the ways that
0: you know hackers could hack you and you know how to protect yourself so really good session yep and then uh Charlie Erha, um is doing a another session on going 0 to 60 with Docker and Fusion images uh, we have a blog post where he actually talks a little more about his session that he's speaking at the conference as well as the pre-conference workshop later on in the blog so uh, check that one out there and then uh, the Adobe team is also doing a performance monitoring tool set uh, one of the big Adobe 2018 um, features is their the monitoring tool set so they'll go into more detail about that and how to use it so good to know. And then of course that's before the conference is the pre-conference on the 30th. After the conference, you get to come hang out with order solutions as we have two days of training, uh, with two different workshops to choose from all in the nice luxurious areas, tower suites. So, uh, Again, space is limited for these as well. We only have a small number. We have about 10 people per per workshop for these. Uh, myself and Eric Peterson are going to do the Coldbox Zero to Hero training, which is a popular one we've been doing at the last few conferences. And the Coldbox Zero to Superhero API edition is with Luis and Brad. So uh, two great workshops, worth the money, worth networking, and all the other great experiences from them. Um, definitely recommend you go there that's how we met andrew that's how i met oldest in the first place so uh it's a yeah it's a great experience last week yep exactly yeah. so the workshops are great content you know you get the one-on-one or or at least five-on-one attention uh we might even have some helpers there too so uh great content if you got any questions about the content reach out to us and if you are listening to the podcast you can get a 10 percent discount by using the code podcast 10 podcast in and there is no excuse me there is no podcast 100 we already went through that as well
1: um but yeah so i did meet you guys there and um just let anybody know or everybody know who hasn't attended one of the workshops um you guys also provide like a a slack channel uh, for the training that you guys are communicating with inside of the the session right uh but also that channel kind of remains open for anybody to you know ask questions and kind of keep that channel communication open that hey yeah this guy attended the the training workshop you know if i got you know five ten minutes to answer the question i'm gonna be glad to help out so it kind of kind of helps uh get your feet wet into uh you know meet some other people that can you know help you network in uh, online so it's
0: yep. great and if vegas a is too far away there. yep uh, and if Vegas is too far away from you guys, we also have uh, Luis Mahano going to do a two day boot camp in um, Bangalore. And again, the podcast code is good. Podcast 10 discount code will work there as well. That's October 16th and 17th. And he just dropped the prices uh, last week. Um, so the prices there. Uh, as more, um, the region specific pricing. So we, we made them uh, more affordable. So it's one ninety nine for two days now. And then if you do some group discounts, you can get them for $99 each. So if you got a few people in your company, or you're going to send your whole team. Uh, you can save some good chunk of money there and, uh, get some great, great training from Luis himself. Yeah. Good deal. So you got, um, good pricing and still
1: the uh, 10% discount uh, by using podcast 10. Um, saying you heard it here. And yep. um, also right after that, um, you guys are going to be in... Germany. Germany.
0: Well, not me. That's I'm right. The
1: 17th and 18th. You're not going. You're right. Um, so Brad's going. Yep.
0: Brad and Eric and Jorge going. will be there. Um, Jorge. Jorge. Luis That'll is going
1: to be tied up yep. in India, remember, they day before. So he's not going to make it.
0: Yep. So uh, again... Yep, that's correct. So Eric and Jorge and Brad are all speaking at the conference. And then we have um, some training as well before the conference. So Eric is going to be doing a session on Rest Easy at Night with TestBox BDD. And Brad will be doing the Hero to Superhero API Rest Edition. Um, and that is based on uh, the one, the same one we'll be doing at Vegas. Um, so it's a, it's a good advanced one. You see stuff like JWTs, you'll see some of the API modules and a lot more, uh, in depth than the, the call box here to here. Uh, so that's a great session and, uh, Brad will be doing that one. So again, that'll be before the conference this time. So this is the 15th and 16th for the training for there. So just so you guys know there. So with that said, we're at the end of the news. So now it's time for blog's tweets, videos, podcasts and whatever else of the week. So yeah, uh, and whatever else.
1: Yep. Yeah, we do have a uh, Coldbox 5.6 released uh, which we mentioned earlier in the show. And yep. I do have a note here uh, from John in our chat said update Coldbox says no outdated dependencies. Well, um, hopefully that means you're on the latest version or don't know. Yep, we'll have to look into that. Uh, yeah, we'll look into that and let you know something. Um, but also, uh, another blog we have out there is what we mentioned earlier about the uh, Learn CFML uh, or, excuse me, Learn Modern Cold Fusion in a Hundred Minutes digital download release. Uh, this is a news release um, letting you know you can go download it.
0: And, yep. um, and then we got the links are. for the modernizer died the podcast as well so we put those in there just so it's easy to find in the show notes no matter where you look for them um but yeah y'all go so,
1: can, can watch that um watch my boss and check and see if he actually uh trash talks me before i do because i haven't seen that yet so i am going to go check and he's on vacation so i can say that because i know he's not watching today i'll just hear yeah. from it next week
0: <laughs> yeah, but you can watch that on YouTube or watch it on the soapbox.modernizer.io website as well. But let's get to some new content here. So, Charlie Earhart, um, CF 2020, to offer still better deployment on Docker Cloud. So, he wrote a blog post here just summarizing some of the key points. And actually, the uh, it was actually part of the CF Alive podcast. So, uh, Terratech interviewed... Uh, Ahish Uh I guess um, he's one of the one of the director of engineering's for Cold Fusion, um, and so TeraTech did a, a podcast. If you want to actually watch the podcast uh, or listen to the podcast or watch the video version of the podcast, you can get that from the tech TRTIC- um url and then charlie what he did was broke it down and it sort of went to a little more detail and explained some of the items discussed in the up there so that's sort of like a double a double whammy right there for you so it talks about some of the the big changes because i don't know if you guys have heard but the adobe cf 2020 has got a lot of crazy changes so they're really going to do a lot more work on the modularity of the engine looking at the size of the installers and the containers working on their startup time and looking at, um, you know, licensing. Licensing with Docker is a big a big deal and they're working on that. And then they're gonna be doing stuff to do with um, logging, monitoring, and all that from containers because they're actually gonna tie into AWS and Azure. So they're gonna make it easy for those of you who wanna use Azure and AWS to, to work with Fusion. So they're gonna tie into a lot of these services because AF2020 is all about the cloud. So Nice. So, yeah, so. Looks, uh, then,
1: looks very interesting yep yeah for sure um also we have here um not to go backtracking too much but since that's kind of what i do we're gonna do it um if you're planning on attending cf camp uh, and haven't um thought about going or maybe have or whatever um lucy had tweeted that they uh that you can become a member of lucy and your company receives a 20 percent discount on tickets to cf camp so you can con your company into becoming a Lucy. I'm not con. That's the bad word to say. <laughs> you can convince them. It was short for convince, right? Convent, convince them, right? We're going to convince them to um, join Lucy open source. Um, you can get a 20% discount. Um, that was a tweet we had go out.
0: Yeah, um, that was pretty Gavin, mean.
1: save me. Save me, Gavin, save me. Oh. There we are. I lost my t- spine. <laughs> No problem. uh,
0: So, yeah, Fusion Reactor tweeted again. um, So we talked about their Adobe CF sale, uh, and that's coming to an end here. So if you want to jump on that, uh, please do. If you need some licenses, uh, get them at a discounted rate um, through Fusion Reactor. Great company, great product. Uh, They support the community, so we should support them too. So if you're going to buy some some licenses, do it through them. Give them a little kickback and say thank you. But they also released something else too.
1: Yeah, this uh, this here is very interesting uh, for me. This here is the Cold Fusion Class Checker that they released, and um, it, it actually allows you to um, check your jars and and things
0: like that for um, some in, invalid stuff. It's actually wow. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because when uh, Cold Fusion doesn't shut down properly, sometimes the class files get corrupted, uh, and so. I guess when Windows, if you're using Windows, Windows doesn't update a lot of times. It doesn't shut down services properly, so it'll it'll mess up your uh, mess up your class files and then uh, basically mess them up. And so this tool allows you to, to go find them, find the corrupt ones, and then uh, you can you know. Look at fixing them, clearing the template cache or whatever. And I've run into some weird issues in the past before, where something ran out of disk space or whatever, and then the cl- they didn't have room to write the class properly to the to the disk, and then it got corrupted. And you know, you get these weird errors. You have no idea what they are. Clearing the c- template cache fixes it, but you don't know why. But so don't know it's why. pretty cool. You don't know the underlying error.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's almost like um, having a handler call a service function that calls another service that doesn't have a directory read output and only requires
0: return. Just just trace it down the rabbit hole, right? Yep, and that's the weird thing is those class errors, they just they just seem the weirdest ears. They're just they tough get, to find. Yeah, they
1: get hidden <laughs> and obscure. So that'll be interesting to get that. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to see that in action. Um, it's gonna be nice. So. Um, also, uh, Charlie has released a uh, another blog about the uh, all the CF updates. Um, let's see, one CF twenty eighteen and twenty sixteen. So, um, I would definitely encourage everyone um, to. I'm sure they have like a follow thing on the um, the blogs if you're lo- looking at the Adobe blogs and all. Um, to where you can follow Charlie, because there's any security updates going out as well, you're going to hear it from him and Pete. Um, they're going to both give you good
0: tips and tricks on how to get it updated. But um, what do we have here? What was this one about, Gavin? So it's basically talking about how they have a release notes page, and it summarizes all the key changes across multiple engines. So if you're using 2018 and 2016, this one page actually has all the updates together. So some people didn't know about that. It was just kind of interesting. So... Um, it just talks about that and a couple of little tips, but yeah, just again, good things to know. And it looks like, uh, James Moberg has been busy again. He's, he's tweeting a lot lately. I've noticed and uh, he looks like he's got a CFML script for checking SSL's expiration. Yeah,
1: so this, look- uh, so yeah, he's, uh, released a script here. You can actually, uh, grab it on the GitHub and you'll, you'll have all the links here on, uh, on the show notes but um looks like it's using the um the java you know direct java connectivity to uh, to get the host main uh, then from there uh make a socket connection and get
0: you know the cert
1: so um interesting get the cert data get that's cool. yeah that's cool
0: yeah i mean so, it- a lot more people are using let's encrypt and everything where you order renewals and stuff. But, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, sometimes those renewals don't go as expected. Uh, and if you're assuming, no,
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know if, if, um, any other developers have done this before, but in my first job, as a developer essentially we have our own initial content management system, but just for web hosting essentially. And, um, checking renewal dates of the dot-com names and this and that. And we wrote a lot of that stuff in ColdFusion because that's obviously that's what we knew how to do. It's like, well, how else do you get domain registration? Well, we write ColdFusion, so we use that. And so this would probably be a good little tool uh, for somebody else who's got their own ColdFusion app that they need
0: um, moniker own stuff. So I like it. Yep. And then Ben Adele's been busy again, of course. Um, so he had yeah. a few blog posts this last week. Uh, one of them was an interesting one. Uh, it was basically just an experiment. He, he admitted, don't go and use this in production. So, of course, a few you will. But uh, he was just looking at how to upgrade a built-in function to be a first-class citizen. So, uh, you know, with closures and everything, a lot of uh, UDFs, user-defined functions that you create, you can pass them into different, uh, you know, Different uh, functions and they could be used, but you can't do that with built-ins in um, in Lucy. So if you want to use the trim and pass the trim function in somewhere, it won't work. So he was just experimenting and uh, used a couple of interesting features to to get something like a built-in function and basically make it so you could uh, pass it through using evaluate and a few other things to try and get it working. So it was just interesting. So if you guys want to, you know, look at that. So. Um, that was a good blog post but he was also looking at using user-defined functions as an extension for built-in functions so I thought this is pretty cool um, you know with Lucy you can build extensions and then you can write them in Fusion. so if you want to have your own function be available everywhere you can basically write your own little extension that will install a function and you know now uh, he, in his example he used is truthy is falsy so he wrote his own function for that um, so it's kind of neat if you have a certain business logic that you want to have in every single app that you're running, you could basically build an extension and add that. I know there's some funny ones on there too. There's a a beer one, uh, it's like a beer map or something. they have a few weird extensions they just have in there just for, um, you know, fun, but there's also a lot of great extensions out there like the CF spreadsheet and everything else. So, um, shows you how to build an extension for Lucy. So that was a pretty neat one as well. Um, And another one, he was talking about um, using S3 URLs. So when you get signed URLs um, from S3, basically, you know, there's a a hit, a performance hit whenever you do that because it's generating them. So he was looking at storing them in Redis and sort of comparing them. So uh, it was pretty interesting just to to see that little uh, experiment of his as well. So I like those types of little, you know, mental experiments for for the stuff. And it's fun, you know good to see people having fun with it and then sharing what they find. Yeah, for sure.
1: And we do appreciate you guys sharing. Um, Good seeing you back uh, on the uh, post there, Ben. Well, I guess you've been, but you know, welcome back. Yeah. Also, Michael Bourne. We're going to just start writing a book uh, (laughs) about the Bourne something and we need to. We, he's already got the content for it, so we can just like make some awesome story about this developer upstate New York. Which I found out he lives in upstate New York, um, by the way. Oh, um, cool. And for some reason, I should have already known that because I've already met him, but I have a bad memory, so I apologize. But anyway, he's got a, he's got a post out about localizing dates in uh, SQL Server, um, and he shows how he's. Uh, you can receive time zones from MS SQL. Um, how or M, Yeah, from MS SQL um, shows you how that's done there, um, as well as uh, some UTC um, offsets uh, for the current time zones. Just easy ways of querying things, um, and a quick little um, function there uh, you made called Switch Offset, um, which just kind of, I guess, does exactly what it says: switches the offset around. So, yeah. Which is what interesting you're versus what you're expecting. Um, yeah, time zones are never. It's, fun, it's a little different. So. No, it's a, I mean, there's always a, a hundred ways. Well, there's not really a hundred ways, but there's different ways of doing everything. Um, this is just one of them. So,
0: yep. And uh, Evagoras also had another blog post. He's been doing a lot of work with QB lately, so he was uh, looking at what happens when QB tries to. F- figure out what sql type you actually need but sometimes gets it wrong so it's really good at guessing oh. but if it does get it wrong he was looking at ways to basically override it so i thought that was pretty neat um so he ran you know he looked at different ways to infer it and, and override it so another good blog post he's been a lot of work with qb and these blog posts are really cool so um, i'm enjoying them
1: yeah um and I need to look on this here too. Um, okay, uh, so I was even thinking with um, um, on Quick. So Quick uses QB and I always get confused. Um, I know on Quick um, there's a way that we define um, the model and as we're defining it, we tell it the specific time, uh, whether we're gonna do the SQL um, varic um, Yeah, here we go. Yeah, and Eric just helped me out on the QB side. Thank you. Um, you can just pass a, a CF query param um, struct to it, and that's pretty much how you could also um, define, you know, the the ID types or what have you that you're selecting. Um, so that might be a good follow up too um, with Evan. So thank you, and we're also yep. going to touch, uh, let you know about that as well. And and that's. That's partly my fault, um, probably because the docs were written very, very early on um, <laughs> in the evolution of uh, QB, and um, I need to get some more time on there and pull that information out. So, thank you, Eric, for uh, hanging in the chat there and bailing me out once again,
0: you're the man. Yep. And then Ben Dell had another blog post, but this was different. So he didn't dive into some complex problem and pull it apart, you know, like he usually does. This was actually more of a, you know, philosophical uh, posts basically. So I already talked to a client to, uh, this week and they mentioned reading it and, uh, they, they thought it was pretty interesting, but it's called the magic of thinking small, embracing limitations as a strength. And so basically they're saying as a small team, you know, you can't solve everything. You can't plan for the world. And, you know, you should probably be, smart about what you plan for and just sort of worry about what's right in front of you. And that's what he says. As a natural rule we're forced to think about and solve only the problems that are right in front of us. So, you know, as they say, premature optimization is bad, premature planning can get, you know, a little out of hand too if you're trying to plan for you know end of the world and you're not quite there yet um so it was an interesting post and he had uh, referenced a few other articles and some some books and so it's a good one so again if you want to see ben Adele not talking uh space to code uh, there you go so or puppies uh, <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh so what else we have here so charlie earhart um like I said, he finally announced that he's actually speaking at uh, <laughs> CF Summit and doing the workshop too. So uh, we announced it a couple of weeks back, but he's got a blog post talking about what he'll cover in the one hour session he's doing. It's part of the conference and also the one day pre-conference session. So if you want to find out more about what he's going to talk about and if you should go to his pre-conference or not, this is a great blog post for that. And that's available on careheart.org, which is his website. So, um... Again, the show notes will have all these links, um, and then I gotta plug Brian Class again because he uh, just retweeted about um, the Soapbox Edition interview we did. So we mentioned that last week as well. But uh, if you need a crash course on what AWS can do for your CFM applications, check out the Modernizer Dive podcast where he talks about exactly that. Any links to the YouTube video? Yeah,
1: that was um, that was a very good good podcast. There, um, it's a very good speaker. Uh, I can sit there and listen to him. You know, um, yep. and stay in tune. My ADD kind of kicks me out, but Brian, you kept my you kept my attention, man. Good job.
0: Yeah, uh, I love talking to Brian. He's got so much great stuff going on. He's a good guy, and uh, he he knows his stuff. And so, yeah, I'm always intrigued to see what he's working on or or doing. And his blog series that he had those 16 <laughs> blog posts on the AWS step functions was pretty awesome. If you guys haven't read that, check out his uh, his website as well. And then we mentioned Ray Camden. He's still blogging a lot, but these days he does a lot more Vue, JS stuff, which I still find interesting. But, you know, this is CFML news, so he actually posted something um, which is a little more relevant to us. So my thoughts on documentation. So uh, he... He says, I like this quote, too. While my degree was in English, my focus on college was technical writing. I've written over 6,000 blog posts and worked on about 15 books. I'm not trying to brag about my ability, which, trust me, can always be this, use the skill of an editor, but provide some context to why. So, anyway, so basically he just talks about, uh, you know, he's got some experience, and this is what he's telling everybody about technical writing. And this is pretty funny, because it's true. He's written a lot of books, and he's written a lot of blog posts uh... and so he's worked for a lot of great companies and yeah so he talks about what makes some good documentation what's bad was it what does he expect and you know what people should do and the jigs the of it is is you know like you know what documentation is a required level for a project don't get away with no documentation you won't get away with it Um so even for your own little projects you know document things um, and i agree you know worker orders documentation is king and yeah we always need to get more documentation out there and it's and no matter how much you put out there like qb documentation right there's always more you can do so yeah yeah there's
1: always more and uh like when eric actually he had told me that uh, that is in the documentations but obviously now we probably need to make it his own page <laughs> with big letters so um that falls right in the line with that uh, that's why documentation is so good so uh I look forward to reading that and taking some tips from um, him. Yeah.
0: One of the things that Ray actually said, though, was, you know, too much documentation isn't always a good thing. You know, if you can have too much, it's got to be focused. It's got to be, you know, it's got to make sense. It's got to be searchable. Um, You know, like a getting started guide with 300 pages on the history of the product doesn't make sense. You know, like you got to get up Mm -hmm. and running quickly and stuff like that. So it it did make a lot of good, good sense. So. But uh, a few more blog posts. I said there was a lot this week, guys. You guys have been busy. Um, so there was Yeah, um, I'm going to let one... you finish out
1: those blog posts, Gavin. I lost a contact here. man, I cannot <laughs> see that, John. Like, it just happened, like, a few minutes ago.
0: No problem. So um, we have uh, another blog post here. Prevent concurrent logins using CF login. I guess in Adobe CF11, uh, Adobe added this feature and. Uh, I always forget who's the alias Poyorak. I always forget who that is. <laughs> but um Oh John Welsh. Welsh Wish. Um John, John. Wish. Okay. Yep. Wish. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he posted about that and um, but anyway, it's kinda interesting that it basically prevents other login. So like it allows you know, restricts the the login of an account to one device and it's kinda interesting. So I, I didn't know about that either. Some people are still using CF and A lot of people have rewritten their own, but just an interesting little blog post. And then Michael Bourne uh, also has another blog post on form processing in CF script part three. So talking about uh, sending mail, email notifications and different ways to do that. So it's building on that series he has about form validation and sending. So um, a great little blog post there too. And then we do have a one job opportunity pop up new. So there's a full-time position in Omaha, um, and that is uh, Senior Market Sales Incorporated. So if you guys are a Cold Fusion programmer with real-world experience building RESTful APIs using Coldbox, then uh, this might be the job for you. So if you guys are in Omaha, um, great little Coldbox job there. So if you go check that out. And again, this is from getcfmljobs.com. And there's a lot in India as well. Um, there's a lot of blog posts, yeah, that, uh, sorry, posts for everything. To be honest, they're all over the place.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely some opportunities out there. Um, I I had seen a um, a tweet, might have been yesterday. Somebody wrote a blog post about Cold Fusion being being dead, right? And you, you probably saw it the other day. And I decided I wanted to look and be like. Dude, there are so many job opportunities out there for quality Cold fusion developers that if if you think just writing Python the rest of your life is going to be what you need to do to survive, do it, man. But I'm telling you guys, there is a lot of opportunity as a Cold fusion developer. Um, it's definitely a way of standing out, you know. Um, yep, for sure. So that's just my little soapbox. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to get off on that whole <laughs> tangent. No, um, for sure at any rate that will bring us to um something that i can talk about and not have to read too much of as uh, the forge box module of the week and this yep. one right here is going to be ngrok uh it's the command box Groc. and um so yeah, if did you're you show in me the, this one um, probably yeah i think you yeah, did like long yeah. time ago and um Basically, what it does, so you'll initially do a box install um, box dash right, and it'll reload your shell. Uh, best I remember, um, but then you can do like um, I think it's a ser- uh, server share command, right, and then what mm-hmm. it'll do is basically open up a tunnel with you to a um, to the integrac server, get you a um, you know a, basically a dynamic URL that you can hand over to a client or you can look at over your cell phone. You know if you're doing mobile app development and it ports everything through from the outside to your existing running um command box uh, server so yeah that, that's it right i mean that's awesome um it's great yeah, if you it's just simple to too. share something
0: yeah and yeah it's so all simple install done. it server share and away you go and then yeah that's what me and andrew did we we're working on a couple of projects that weren't even on staging servers yet they're just like proof of concepts you just want to share it real quick you don't want to have to go throw it up on a server server share mm-hmm. give him the link and then he can check it out on my local machine when i shut it down it's dead and away you go so it's it's pretty neat um and you can use ng groc without it but uh it does all the hard work for you and it's it's a pretty cool little just cool little function and that's a the great thing about Forgebox, right? There's a whole bunch of crazy cool stuff out there. Sure you can do it yourself, but hey, within a minute you're up and running. You've got your own uh NG Rock tunnel. Easy as that. So and again, yeah, uh, that I believe is- what we
1: were doing was one of us was building an API and then one of us had the local um view app. Yep. And then as we were communicating doing uh what are you, peer share, peer coding, whatever we were doing. You make a change, we test it. Make a change, test it, and, and we work through the app that way. It just took a day to iron out any little details, so that's why it yep. was good for us. It was quick and easy, um, and
0: it, you know, did the job. Yep, exactly. So, cool little tool, uh, Command Box NG Grok, and you can do a box install, box dash NG Grok to get up and running with that. So, pretty cool, and that was last updated on my birthday last year, so even better. Oh, happy birthday last year, June 12th. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this week, the VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week, um, we're going to look at better comments. So uh, better comments is a pretty cool little one. I'm going to do- take you over to screen share real quick to see that. Let's see if that works. So what it does is it allows you to um, basically put little things in your comments and it colors them automatically to make them stand out so um if you have a to-do that makes them orange if you use like a question mark it makes them blue a little um explanation point makes them red so you can let people know don't use them etc so just little things in your comments that just help stand out so i thought it was pretty neat um again just a little teeny tiny extension but just adds a little life to your code makes them stand out a little bit more give you a little more function and i use the to do um, module already i don't i think we might have mentioned that one already but the to do one is pretty neat too where it basically you know registers all your to do's um but we'll save that for another day but better comments <laughs> again just makes it easy and you see the one uh, on line 23 there that's actually commented out um so that line of code is actually like completely gone. It's grayed out like it's gone. So it's kind of neat. So, um, yeah, lots of little, little ways strike. to, yep. It's got the little strike through and everything. So it's a pretty cool little, little feature there. So, um, again, that's, um, better comments and that's actually by Aaron Bond. It's had almost a million downloads. So, uh, pretty neat. Um, but yeah, so I'd have a cool little, cool little tool. So, with that being said mm-hmm. we're on to our patreon supporters so patreon. again yep a lot of great supporters here um autosolutions.com we actually have a, so, um, a web a page there uh, you can go check out all the supporters um, and that is available um, under about us sponsors so we have uh, our bigger sponsors but also our patreon sponsors listed there too so again uh well thank you guys andrew gary you want to do the rundown you're gonna do it yep joseph richard john Kyle, don samuel david Yogesh, steven dan jeremy brian didia scott jordan matthew and uh so man that was so
1: smart just to do the first names who finally thought of that
0: uh i do the first names sometimes i'll do both sometimes as well but uh Again, uh thanks everybody. It's been a big help to uh, have your support. Uh all the support from our Patreon goes straight to our open source products. Um so we really appreciate it there. Uh, again, if you guys have any blog posts or anything else you want to spotlight, you got any news that you think should be uh newsworthy and want to put it up on here, uh, please let us know for, for that. But we did have a question here from from John, yeah, uh, Wilson. John
1: Wilson asks what's the best uh CF extension for VS Code? And um that could probably be an open ended um question, but which is there's two primary cool fusion tag extensions yeah. out there.
0: I'm kind of we had that there. a couple weeks back, but let me look it up real quick here because I keep track oh, yeah. of the keep track notes. of them we here. Should have that. Yep. So let me go. I got to keep track of all the ones we go through. So I think it was a couple of weeks back. Yep, well, it's the CFML package. So if you search CFML and Kama Sama K is the one that I use, um, that one is probably the best one there. Um it has yeah a lot of good stuff in there. It uses the sublime take c f m l uh for inspiration uh it has some of the c f um stuff as well so there's a lot of stuff built into it, but there's two that one is five stars had over thirty thousand downloads i think last time I looked at it. Um, I would definitely recommend using that one. So that one, we spotlighted on July 23rd. Probably should have done that one first since it is the CFML News. You'd think if you're doing VS Code, you'd want to be able to use CFML. But uh, yeah, check that one out. Um, go from there. And there's also a VS Code hyphen cold box. If you
1: uh, do any cold box developing, it just kind of helps you with some boilerplate stuff. And um, well, just like the CFML template one does, it just kind of helps, helps you along. So
0: yep. check both of those out and i guess that's a wrap yep thanks everybody and uh yeah let us know if you got anything you want us to spotlight make sure you get your tickets for these conferences sign up for those workshops before they run out of space and uh yeah next next one coming up is uh vegas so hopefully we'll see you there you're gonna be there right andrew i'm gonna be in vegas yes sir
1: i'm not sure if i'm gonna be able to attend uh the after um the orders workshops or not
0: but i'm definitely gonna be there for the conference hope to see you guys there have a good one everyone see you next week thank you bye show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizerdie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like spotify or itunes we also have the link to youtube to find more videos just like this the music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from sound.com and BlueTree Audio.